County's only local brew pub. Dude, I love some of their pizza. You know, we're starting out. We've been gone for the last couple weeks. Crap happens. Sorry, guys, but we're back at it. JK3 and I. And guess what? We have somebody with us. Corey, say hello to the people, man. Hey, to the people. He's got like more degrees than anybody I know. Uh, probably uh, more, you know, work. Uh, how should I put it? This is the busiest man I know. But anyway, we are glad to have you back uh, recording with us, man. It really, uh, you know, we've found some time now because of Dorian and this uh, stupid hurricane, the hurricane threat, whatever you want to call it. But now we're ready to get past that and get to some football. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, how's it been this last uh, few weeks, Corey? Uh, it's been pretty good. I do have to talk trash about Dorian because, and I don't, I say this fully in context because JK3 made me feel horrible the other day when I said <laughs> worst hurricane ever, and he was like, what about the Bahamas? Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying for Jacksonville purposes, there wasn't really anything. I live at the beach. We walked down to the beach today. I mean, there's a couple leaves on my roof, but I don't think we really uh, had much uh, a brunt from the uh, storm here in Jacksonville. What about you? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm out here in, you know, Orange Park, so it, uh, my son was out flying a kite today, so <laughs> if that tells you how, how, exactly. how bad it was, so, but I mean, you know, being sensitive to the situation, which you weren't at the time, you know, <laughs> Abaco had just got flattened, and you're like, yeah, man, this hurricane, huh? Well, well, I'm just trying to say, in terms of underrated, overrated, that Dorian was extremely overrated. Well, and so was Taven Bryant. Dorian's gone and Taven's still here. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, it, it, speaking, of, speaking of that, so the Tad Dickman, you know, shout out to Tad. He uh, sent a a tweet yesterday, and it was like a little hard knocks kind of thing that they did, I guess, with their video staff and Gatorade did this like little hard knocks thing um, of the the Jacks preseason or whatever. And there was a spot where they showed Taven in there, and he. Gets through the line, but like completely belly flops and like starts crawling to try to grab at someone's ankle. And then, like the next scene they cut to, he's like, "Dude, I was there, man. I was like, like this close away." It's like, no, you weren't. You were nowhere <laughs> near that. And this is probably, you know, the guy you were trying to sack is probably bagging groceries right now at Publix. So like, relax. You weren't just so, there. Do you think it's like a conceded effort by the team as from like a PR perspective to make it seem like he's good? Is that what it is? Yeah, or else, or, or else Tad wouldn't be doing his job. That's weird, though, isn't it? I mean, why even do that? I mean, fans aren't blind. They can see that the guy's not starting, which to me, as a not, you know, again, I've said this before, not being as much of an X's and O's guy, as a first-round draft pick who doesn't start, that just seems to me to seem that he's not the, you know, he didn't live up to expectations, that's for sure. That would be 100% correct, in my opinion. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, isn't that yeah, just like a basic right. authorization? How is he not starting? And then the yeah. guy we just drafted in the first round in the one game is is getting called, you know, just a machine. That the guy looks incredible. Uh, Taven Bryan just looks uh, like goofy. I don't know how else to describe it. It doesn't seem like he's in on anything. It's really weird how the Jags have put together, you know, this team as far as how they've taken care of things from not just the the, the draft but second level because. On some guys, they are dead on. You know, Jalen Ramsey, they were dead on. Yannick Ngakwe, they were dead on. You know, um, and then there's guys that they're, they're, they haven't really panned out, or you know, there's been injuries. You know, Leonard Fournette. Hey, I know he's still our starting tailback, and the guy's got talent, but there's off the field issues that have kept him from, you know, the maturity piece. And then now, you know, Taven Bryan. Um, you don't put those two in the same category, but they were first-round draft picks by the Jags. So you got two home runs and two whiffs, whiffs. So we really do swing for the fences, in my opinion, as far as when we're trying to really land someone to help the team win. But it just really yeah. depends. Uh, at the end of the day, does the guy really have talent? I mean, is that strictly the reason he didn't get cut is because he was picked as high as he was? Is that just it? I mean, that's the only reason because I can't – I haven't heard any really legitimate argument otherwise. Well, I think that the reason the reasoning behind keeping him was that you know that he could be Calais Campbell's you know successor. I don't think that when you first when we first brought Calais in from uh, Arizona, we think that he would pan out this well. I think the the idea was that you know hey we've got a you know a vet coming in, someone really good, and you know can plug up the middle, plug the run, and then you know we, let's see if we can take another you know flyer, uh, you know on a you know, someone who had to play the same role at Florida. No one really knew his name at Florida, but, you know, he was in on the stop runs. You know, doing his job was pretty much just, you know, just stopping up the run, which he hasn't done very well at all. Either that or the Jags just aren't used to drafting that far into the draft after a successful season, and they just don't know what to do with their hands when it comes time for them to, to, to pull a pick, you know, past you know, 10. I yeah, mean, I don't know. Whichever, whichever, whichever one, whichever explanation you want to go with, because you think about it, they've they've done so well in the draft with Josh Allen, um, and then even last year, you know, when we when we uh, Cam Robinson or that year that Cam Robinson fell to us, uh, you know, as well, um, that was they were they were drafted pretty early then, and then here just recently, Josh Allen and um, you know the lineman, what's his name, the dude from Florida, also that uh, that that fell to him in the second round, also. So Jawan Taylor. Yeah, Jawan Taylor. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe they should just eternally be bad and only have like a couple good years, <laughs> and, and 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 draft that way. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to treat this podcast on my triumphant return. Triumphant? Is that how you say that word? Why can't I say that word? <laughs> triumphant. <laughs> Weren't you just talking about my uh, education uh, background? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We slip. Uh, yeah, my. Uh, <laughs> my huge, exciting return, is that I'm using this as sort of a way to kind of catch up a little bit, too, because I've been a little out of the loop. So on the 53-man roster, were there any big surprises or uh, guys to keep an eye out for that made the team a la Lazard? He made a team. Did you see that? He's on yeah, the team. I, I think he's on the Packers. Yeah, I saw that. I, I, so think, I, think, I think he's on the Packers. Yeah, Hall of Fame career coming. I mean, that that uh, review that bashed us about him, they really got that one right, it seems like. But anyway, back well, to the initial question. Well, here's the deal. If he ends up, like, being a good receiver for the Packers, then that guy might actually have something to say. 
no, there, there were no surprises. Really, you, you can't really pay attention to anything after the first 30. And what I mean by first 30, you have your uh, 22 guys on offense and defense, and you have your eight guys that pretty much play all the special teams, including kicker and punter. Uh, the other 23, oh, man, we don't have many, much depth, people. So right. uh, there's not much depth there at all. I mean, the guys that you're not really going to see, I mean, the, the guys that you really aren't going to see, um, I think C.J. Board was his name. He was a receiver. Um, but, I mean, right now at, at receiver, we're pretty stout, you know, with Marquise Lee, D.D., D.J. Chark, um, Chris Conley. So I think we're pretty stout there. I think he was really the only, you know, pretty big surprise. I can't – I honestly, I thought they were going to – I really thought Magoo was going to keep uh, – was going to was gonna stay on the team. He was probably one of my uh, surprises that they actually cut him because, uh, I mean, he did look – I mean, it was probably against the third and fourth strings. But, you know, he was making plays, had a decent uh, – he threw a decent ball. But, um, I mean, man, I'm, I'm just ready for week one, guys, honestly. You know, the preseason was – the worst preseason probably in history. Um, and, yeah, I'm just ready to go. Magoo just seemed cool. I don't know how else to describe that. I wish I could be more like him. <laughs> what, like Didn't leg, he seem cool? Full, full leg sleeve and arm sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> no, he had, like, a, a like old-school Jaguars hat on in the locker room. I think they showed at one point. And uh, he got picked up by the Texans, by the way. Really? Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of players getting picked up by the Texans that used to play for the Jags, but... Uh... You know, yeah. They're actually so. I think it's at Rice University that they're doing a uh, a class. This I don't know if it's beginning of next year on uh, team professional sports team management, like an actual class. And I thought that was a joke. Maybe it is a joke, and I'm falling for something I saw on Twitter. But I found that kind of funny after all the uh, trash they got talked about them on that trade. Hmm. Yeah. Gosh. We we you know you never know about some some guys might have be diamonds in the rough and some guys just you know they 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 look the part but can they play the part and some guys are just fan favorites and but our, our last twenty three man ugh it was bad it was really bad but hey we we got one guy resigned you know we didn't get a we didn't get the two that we thought we'd get resigned but we got one resigned Miles Jack uh. I don't know how I feel about that. Just being I, honest. From from the Coughlin perspective, and from you know, if you if you look at the numbers, they were they were saying third highest inside or third third highest inside linebacker behind like C.J. Mosley and Bobby Wagner, who are arguably probably the two best inside linebackers in the game. Bobby Wagner is a genius, um, and you know C.J. Mosley will you know will run his head through a brick wall at, at any time. So I mean, for him to be considered up there. You know, and that commitment that the team is making to him, you know, that's great. But it's it's it, in my opinion, it is a typical Tom Coughlin move. The guy that's been there for every workout, every preseason, or or every um, you know preseason or preseason like workout, any type of workout bonuses. You know, he's always that kind of guy in the building. Uh, if the Jags do any type of charity car washes, you know, he's always there. He's always out in the community. You know, that's him. That's that's those are the guys that get paid. In my opinion, from Tom Coughlin, mm-hmm. nobody else gets paid. Like so, I don't, I don't see Jalen getting paid from Coughlin, honestly, because of his personality, and that's completely the opposite of what he does. And since uh, Ngakwe missed 
and, and you know did his little holdout during the during during camp or whatever. I don't see him getting paid from him from either unless he does something like completely extraordinary. You know, in the uh, in the first like you know five or six games. Yeah. No, go ahead, Corey. Well, I was just gonna say, do you guys? Uh, what do you think about? when the players kind of rally around him getting paid and, and getting his new contract, do you think that's legit? Do you think that that actually creates some kind of animosity between them with Jalen and Unique on the fact that he got his contract arguably earlier than was expected over those guys? Not really, because when you look at, like, Jalen, Jalen showed up to camp in a money truck for crying, in an armored car. That, <laughs> is, that right there ought to say everything you need to know about him. And if he goes out of his way to say something, I don't think there's any kind of, like, uh, false, you know, kind of meaning behind it. Now, I'm not saying I know dude. Like, I don't know him, okay? I've never met him, okay? You know, I've, you know, maybe, you know, seen him outside of, like, a little practice or something, and, you know, like he sees any other fan. But if if there was really an issue, I think he would not, like, outright say it. But I think there'd be something, you know, people would be able to pick up on it. So he kind of, you know, he wears his emotions on the sleeve, on his sleeve. Yannick, and Yannick's quiet, so I doubt he, you know, they're all on defense. They're all, you know, they, they, they call themselves a family. They're brothers, so I don't think there's any kind of animosity towards Miles Jack getting paid and they're not getting paid. Now, I'll say that there's maybe some animosity towards Bortles getting that money last year. Guarantee you there was there, but not this one. No way. Huh. And this is probably not a sign of additional contract renewals coming up anytime soon, right? I mean, it's probably past that point by now. Yeah, they try not to do those things during the season, so I don't think there's going to be any more during the season because that just brings some more distractions. Um, unless you got a player that's holding out like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott that just you know got his money. But – it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough to see what happens next year because they can't keep both those guys. I, I don't think they'll be able to unless they do some serious restructuring. Calais retires. Norwell takes a pay cut. Uh, you know, you've got some guys that have gotten some extensions. Um, you know, Marquise Lee, you know, he's just coming off major knee injury. and He got, you know, he, he got a, an extension. Um, you know, dollars add up. So it, you really got to look at what, um, who they're going to be looking to keep or ask the restructure to pay one of them. Me personally, I don't think it's going to be Jalen. I think it's going to be Yannick. I think they're going to let Jalen go. But that's just my that's opinion. Crazy. I mean, that's – but, again, that's that's after them franchising and doing everything they possibly can to hold on to him before he literally just becomes a holdout. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't make him play. I mean, because look what it, look what Zeke did. Zeke said he was going to hold out, and they got his deal done. Um, so I mean, you can't make a guy play. You could only franchise him so many other times or so many times before he's just like, you know what? I'm going to take care of a body. Uh, you know, screw the org. I'm going to go out and try to find a deal. Yeah, and and Jalen's agent man, uh, David Mulgetta, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Forgive me if that's not how you pronounce it. But he's quickly rallying as one of the better agents in the league. Like, oh yeah, Drew Rosenhaus status type stuff. Like, he's got a you know Derwin James, uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, what's his? Oh gosh, the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Um, 
he, and that's not they, those aren't the only one. He's got more. He's got a lot more. Um, and I think he's got like two or three of the highest paid players in the like in, in their positions on his team too. Also, mm-hmm. something something crazy like that. So you got that guy representing you, and he's no you know he's no dummy. So when you really look at when you really look at it, what he's done with his body of work with other players, not only is he not going to give Jacksonville a break because of the comments that Coughlin has made about Jalen when he did, you know, show up in the truck or he, you know, Coughlin made another comment, I think, a few months back and, and uh, that was directed at Jalen Ramsey not being at, at camp or, you know, not being at some of the offseason workouts, that, you know, that were voluntary. They're not going to forget that. Believe you me, they're not going to forget that at all. So, but, hey, season's here, week one. Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, no Kareem Hunt, but I don't think it matters with you know the type of offense they have. No, uh, no. Well, you're 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 missing out the most important factor of that game from last year. It's no Blake Bortles either. Yep. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, this guy he he threw four picks in the game, and I think two of them came within a two minute warning of uh you know of like the first or yeah of the first half. So um, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's let's dive into it. You know, what do you what do you think as far as beating KC? Everyone is, you know, they've got the hype definitely coming in. Um, you know, Andy Reid just seems like he cannot get to the big game. He, you know, um, Mahomes is on Madden. So what do, what do you think we got to do to you know, as far as defense goes? You know, stopping this this freight train. Um. I think I said it last year when we played them. I said, look, they're going to take deep shots down the field because of his arm strength and because of the speed they have on the outside. That's not going to change people. Uh, we really got to watch it. They can put up a lot of points real quick. Yeah, it'll be the beginning of the season. It'll be in our place, so a lot of you know crowd fanfare, a lot of atmosphere things going our way. But they're 10 seconds away from throwing an 80-yard bomb from a touchdown for a touchdown, and that's what we got to really watch out for. And the fact that they're just smart—they they have a very smart offense uh, up front. They they just do things very well and efficiently. So we really got to have our A game and play our position, and hopefully our D line can really put the pressure on them. Yeah, I think well, with the with the with the my bad, Corey, go ahead. There you go. I was just going to say, and maybe you're about to make this point anyway, but I know the offense was one of the top offenses in the NFL last year, but wasn't their defense one of the worst? I don't know how they look this year, but is that something that we could exploit with our new kind of, uh, you know, made-up offense with our new quarterback and everything? I think we can. I think we definitely can. Um, Their defense, they've done some things to improve it, but uh, I don't think that it's going to be an overnight success story. As far as what they've done, well, the biggest thing—the biggest thing they did—they brought in the—they brought in the, um, brought in the uh, Frank Clark, the defensive end from uh, or the uh, defensive uh, end from Seattle. So they brought mm-hmm. Frank, Frank Clark in and made him. And the casual NFL fan isn't going to know his name because he does his job. Um, you know, he is one of those guys that's literally going to get in. He stuffs the run. He makes tackles. Um, and his deal, quote unquote, was you know what. The Jags were trying to, or I guess they were maybe trying to, you know, come up with some of those numbers and be in that, in that, in that same ballpark as Ngakwe. But you know, Frank Clark, 
or excuse me, Ngakwe definitely has more, you know, more more gaudy numbers as far as you know strip sacks, sacks, QB pressures than than uh, than Frank Clark. But I mean, they still got their core. I, I think uh, you know on the line as far as like you know Chris Jones. And um, I think as far as their safeties, you, you still got the honey badger back there as well. But they've got a, you know, they've got a rookie cornerback, you know, as well as starting. So that's going to be an opportunity for the, the Jags to really find a chink in their all in, in, in their defense with that rookie cornerback. And I think we'll kind of switch over to that uh, when we start talking about the offense. But as far as defense goes, I think they still pretty much have the core of of what was the bad, you know, defense last year. But then again. When they played, when they played us week five, they made the team look like an all star. I mean, they had four picks. Um, they couldn't move the ball, and if you really look at the box score, like the score was thirty to fourteen. But if you were, you know, anyone that watched the game, it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a complete blowout. You know, it was really us just killing ourselves. Mm-hmm. The the crazy part about it is how well Mahomes can uh, do things on offense. You know, because there were some times where our defense could have made a play, but he was able to, you know, whether if it's throw a left-handed pass or a jump pass, not saying he did all those things against us, but he has those types of abilities. So their defense just, to be honest with you, capitalized off of border stupidity. And their offense really started to wear on our defense because our defense kept getting backed up. I think if we, you know, at least score even or try to win the turnover battle, I think that's a different story. I think they'll be, you know, obviously these will be two of the better corners, if not the best corners that he's going to face in Mahomes, and that'll help us, help us tremendously, because there's nothing better than having a fresh defense in the fourth quarter. Nothing better. Um, as far as uh, our, our key to, to winning the game on the defensive side of the ball, from our, our sense, the Jags' defensive side of the ball, I'm excited to see our defensive line. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait to see Allen, Campbell, uh, Darius, and Ngakwe lined up in the four-man front ready to get after it. That's going to be very impressive. Well, in one stat I was looking at from 2018, which is pretty interesting. I don't know how they've improved since since then as far as protecting Mahomes, but it said that the Chiefs allowed mm-hmm. opponents to pressure Mahomes on 53.3% of his dropbacks on third and long and 18, worse than the NFL. So was he a guy that, like you just were talking about, how he can kind of improvise and and uh, do well under pressure. Was that sort of the theme with the Chiefs last year, that he played well, but he still got pressured quite a bit? Is that something that we can exploit potentially? Yeah, he did. He did well, get a, a lot of pressure on And the play is never over with him. The, the, if you really think about it, he can if, – if it's third and 12, it's not one of those things where he's just going to stand back tall in the pocket. I mean, he can, but a majority of the time he is going to run. He is going to get outside of that pocket. And the offensive line with KC, they do a really good job of not holding. You know what I mean? So, like, if you if you break that seal and break that pressure, the, they're going to hold on as long as they as long as they can. But they know with Mahomes that the play and the, know the type of quarterback that he is. They've practiced. I mean, you've seen in some of the preseason he he was rolling out and with the flick of the wrist threw like a ninety or like an eighty yard bomb to to one. I think it was Demarcus Robinson. You know, one of their one of their speedsters they've got at receiver. And so they know the play is is never over with. I mean, you've got Kelsey. You've got to watch out for. Um, who is basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. Um, mm-hmm. You've got Sammy Watkins on the outside, who's a burner still. And then um, 
I think they just added, you know, LaShawn McCoy and Damian Williams as a running back, too. So not to just keep throwing a bunch of names out there to you guys for you guys to Google or anything, but they, I'm, my point is that they have weapons. And I didn't even mention Tariq Hill, who is going to be gone because Jalen's going to cover him. <laughs> but, but still. Hey, but, hey, hey, man, okay. <laughs> I'm the biggest Jalen fan you know because of his ties to, you know, Tallahassee and all that, which we're not even going to bring up college football right now in Tallahassee. I would not. But, unless you want to stay hydrated. Yeah, yeah, that was, the, that was the dumbest comment, I swear, man. Like, Willie, you got people trying to defend you. How can we defend you when you say dumb stuff like that? If, anyway. What did he say? I didn't hear about that. Oh, gosh. man. Okay, not to get off tangent away from the Jags, but the FSU coach went out and said that the players didn't stay hydrated. We live in Florida, a team from Boise, Idaho. Boise, Idaho came down here and was more hydrated than you. Gator fans, because they probably drink Gatorade, ha, 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 and FSU drinks Powerade. <laughs> but um, to make good. a stupid comment like that, I don't care. Oh, it was about something else. That was a dumb comment. You shouldn't have said that. Now FSU Twitter has no, like, ammo to defend you, okay, none whatsoever. But anyway, uh, you made me lose my point, man. Now I don't know what, what I was talking about. But anyway, yeah. Tyreek Hill's fast, man. He is fast. He is quick. He is a good route runner. Andy Reid knows exactly how to use that guy. And pretty much, I'm not taking anything away from Jalen Ramsey. You, you know I'm not. But when you have a guy that has an arm like Mahomes and someone with speed like Hill and someone with a smart coach that knows how to use that at the right times, that's an extremely dangerous combination. And if you're expecting Jalen to go out there on an island and win every single battle, He's going to win some, don't get me wrong, but he's also going to lose some, and hopefully he doesn't lose a big one. That's what we don't want to happen. You, you did a really good job of selling me on it, but, again, maybe it's just I'm just pumped up because it's week one and we okay. finally get back. I'm the biggest Jalen fan you ever meet, but oh, that's going to be tough. It will be, it will be a great It will be a great matchup seeing it, but, again, on the other side of the ball, you've got to worry about what A.J. is going to do against Sammy Watkins. And then with Ronnie Harrison, you know, being back there on the stage. I mean, I think there's the only way you can guard Kelsey, and I think that Kelsey is probably one of the it factors in this in this game, is I think the linebackers can definitely, you know, run uh, lateral, like out in the flats. But when they send this guy up the scene, the safeties has got to be ready for it. Like and you know and you know Andy Reid will do it. Mm-hmm. You know he will. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not as much worried about the run as I am worried about the pass with Casey, and that's because of Mahomes, Hill, and uh, and Kelsey. They can get they can get so lethal with that combination. They can. They they definitely can. Um. And who do they have back there playing running back for this? It's Damian Williams. I know they just signed LaShawn McCoy, which, hey, don't sleep on that either. Don't get me wrong. LaShawn McCoy's 30, 31 years old. He's been in the league a long time. But this isn't going to be where he gets kind of, you know, weaned in, you know, onto their, their system. He already knows their system. They pretty much run the same stuff they did in Philadelphia. They just have a better quarterback. Um He's gonna. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets half the snaps at running back, and he's extremely dangerous. Not just because of he, he's a good NFL player, but he already knows their system, and he's a and he's a ten year vet, so he's gonna you know be effective in some way, and hopefully we can neutralize that. 
I think we already discussed the D line. Um, Yannick Allen. Uh, they're going to have the, they're going to have their chance though. Just to just to gloss back over that, they are going to have their chance to take off on on Mahomes. Yeah, they they will really get after it on all you know, especially third and long. We got to get them in third and at least third and eight or longer to yeah. really keep that effective. Yeah. Um, and don't be surprised if you see some you know tunnel screens and or little tight end screens where they suck the defensive line to the quarterback like a little draw, and then just kind of shovel it back to Kelsey or to the running back as they're coming back through the line to, you know, to get a quick six, eight yards. So that's what happens when you have such an aggressive defensive line. Teams will try to do that. Um, Another thing, too, to look out for is, like, it, it, is Quincy Williams going to play? Do you know? Because I know he had – I know he had I, – I think he is because they had, he had the minor surgery on his knee, but that's going to be a – Tall glass for a rookie to come in your first game. You've got to play Mahomes. I mean, Miles Jack and Leon Jacobs, they've seen it. But as a rookie, man, I hope he's been in the film room. Yeah. He was the, like, third or fourth round pick. Yeah. Yeah, the guy from, um, man, I'm terrible. Yeah. Yeah. With, with, I keep thinking about Job Morant, the, the dude that plays basketball for them. That was just – uh, I think it was a second round pick, but yeah, no, he he's gonna be no he he from his film and from what everything that we've seen in camp before he got hurt. I mean, they 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 raved about him. He was every and besides getting smacked by Raquel Armstead, I think he like knocked his helmet off and shit too. Or excuse me, but um, yeah, it was. <laughs> I think. Stuff. That, wait, we got we got that. That's got to be a time because we've gone like three years without me cursing on live. <laughs> And that 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 streak is now broken. So uh, we're, we're going to get a pass for people that love the family oriented show. Um, you know, usually our our takes before and after might have some language in them, but we really try to clean that up. So uh, sorry, and uh, we apologize. And if I don't uh, beep this out on the edit, uh, forgive me. <laughs> but no linebacker. You know, with Telvin not there. Miles Jack, they're saying he's the leader. He's going to be in the middle. And, you know, the cerebral approach, we've talked about that before with Miles Jack, putting those guys in position. It's not a question of their talent. It's more of a question of mentally. Do they get put out of position by Kansas City to where they're ineffective? That's that's the biggest thing. Is youth going to show there in the fact of, you know, we don't have someone like Paz directing traffic anymore? Right. Can Miles Jack direct traffic with two young guys? And being young himself, it's not like he's the seven- or eight-year vet. He's only been to, was his fourth year in the league. Yeah. So think of it that way. Can, can he direct traffic? And is he going to play some running back? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard he lined up at some running back. Uh, when was that? Like the other day. I want to yeah, see the that. Other day. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he literally is a jack of all trades. I mean, he makes candles on the side. He uh, lines <laughs> up lines up his running back, and you know, I I, I mean, all jokes aside, though, man, it's it, it's going to be his show. He makes yeah. candles on the side. What are you talking about? <laughs> Bro, you're probably the only person in Jacksonville that's never bought a Miles Jack candle. No, I didn't know about that. <laughs> is this a yeah. joke or are you being no, serious? No, I'm being dead serious. Oh, yeah. He yeah. makes candles. 
They, they, okay. they pick at each other all the time on uh, Instagram and Instagram Live about candles. I think Leonard Fournette was getting at him one day, but that was actually pretty funny um, about his candles. And, you know, he says that's his thing. That's what he does. So, hey, it's better than some of the things that we hear reports about NFL players doing. So, hey, the guy wants to make candles. Could have Miles Jack candles. I mean, they got Yankee candles. You know, Miles candles. You know, you never know. Is that what they're called? Miles candles? No, I don't know what they're called. Oh, okay. I just, apparently, he makes candles. I'm gonna look it up. Um, but it's gonna be a good game. I won't be able to make it to this one, which was which will stink. I, I went to all the games last year at home. But are, are you gonna be at the game, Corey? Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. I don't know where we're sitting yet, but what about you? Uh, what, do you what do you mean you're gonna go get them on the black market? <laughs> how are you gonna market? How are you gonna wait? How are you gonna scout tickets with to a to a game where everything is on the mobile like mobile device? So you're gonna buy a cricket phone, like a racetrack oh. phone, also with the tickets. Like, how are you? First of all, that? first of all, I never said I was gonna drive down there and stand beside the road and hold one of those signs up or anything. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to use StubHub or NFL app to buy the tickets on the secondary oh. market. Real Which would be the more appropriate term, not the black market. Citizen. Real respectable citizen of Jacksonville. Yeah. Hey, cool. What, are, what are you phone. saying? Buy the, track phone, buy, the, buy the track phone. Look, it's a two-for-one deal. You get the phone, the burner, and you also get the tickets on the burner as well. Corey, I'm not even sure why you're talking trash to me about this. <laughs> Corey, don't don't listen to him, okay? He just got his government phone minutes cut on. With that, they got his tickets in, in, in on the app, too, so he'll be okay. Okay? JK3 will be okay with his tickets. Hey, I'm I'm, oh. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a public Wi-Fi kind of guy. I'm the, I'm the guy that walks into the restaurant and asks for your Wi-Fi code. Oh, jeez. Um, it will be the first time since – because I didn't renew my tickets this year for many reasons – but uh, so sorry to break that. Maybe that makes me not a real fan now or something. But I, uh, it'll be the first time I haven't had the season tickets since they did the digital thing. So I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to buy them yet. I'll find out. I mean, I'm sure it's going to have to be, like you said, through one of the uh, official websites. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully, I just hope that being that it's all done that way, that it doesn't completely eliminate the possibility of getting getting a good deal. Do you know what I mean? Like you know how like before you could go down there and potentially find somebody hopefully who was selling you legitimate tickets that was just in a dire situation to get rid of them and you could get them for like twenty dollars together or something. It doesn't seem like those kind of things exist anymore with the new digital tickets. I mean, I think there's different. There's so many different channels now on. You know, besides, you know, obviously you can buy them through Jaguars.com, the ticket exchange, StubHub, but there's so many different channels in which you can get tickets. Trackphone. Uh, no, there's no tickets through Trackphone. This guy. Groupon? Uh, <laughs> Is there Groupon? <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't be surprised. But it's just, you know, first game of the year, everybody's going to be really excited. And, and we got a new quarterback. Bortles is finally gone. So, Hey, you never know. Hopefully that the secondary market doesn't do as well. Uh, it'll stink for people that don't have season tickets, but at the same time, you know, there's always something available. So hopefully there will be a lot of people out there enjoying the game and enjoying uh, the, the, the the fact that football is back. Uh, I know I will be. I'll have to do it from, from home with the little one, but uh, that'll be, you know, I, that's fine. I'm going to teach her to like football. I got her. Uh, a nice little outfit, so I'll put a picture up, and hey, we'll see if we can get a W. 
I think that's the uh, little the little Mahomes jersey you bought that I saw. No, I didn't buy a little. Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this you, guy! You, you didn't you didn't buy her a Tyreek Hill one, did you? No, I didn't buy. <laughs> but um, just because just but because um, I gave the guys a few compliments <laughs> does not mean I want them to win. I think we can have the talent and the capability to win the game. I I didn't I didn't realize I went away for so long and I come back and this is a Chiefs podcast. That's weird. Podcast. You know what, man? Try to give the people the insight on what could happen, not just that we're going to go out there and bash them and we have, we're have we the best team in the world. We're not Steelers fans here, okay? They believe that every everybody on their team is better than everybody else, okay? Or Patriots fans. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, week, week one, bro, it, it's, it's the, the comparison to this and last season is crazy because you get to, you know, play another opponent. You went into their house and lost – um, and now, you know, I don't want it to be a moral victory, you know, with beating the Chiefs. If we do beat the Chiefs, you know, I don't want it to be a moral victory. But what it does do, you know, it kind of puts the NFL on alert. On alert. Like if, if Foles comes out and, you know, just to switch over to the offense, if Foles comes out, let's say Foles comes out and has a, a, a really decent showing, you know, and I, I don't really know what that would be as far as like, you know, touchdowns to yards, et cetera. You know, as long as he doesn't throw a pick, I'm I'm good with. I'm I've been so used to picks being thrown in games. I'm good if he throws one. <laughs> if he throws one pick, but I, it would be a a great win to go ahead and put the NFL on notice that you know the Jags you know probably are legit. You know, I I know it's just one win, but how to get your season off by beating a team that everyone is kind of penciling in um, to go, you know, make that deep run into to, into January, you know, going into the playoffs and everything else like that. And a team that's got a lot of buzz about it. You know, everyone's talking about the Chiefs. Everyone's talking about Mahomes. Um, you know, it'd be a great, great opportunity to go out and, you know, beat that team that, that's probably going to be on SportsCenter. I just hope it doesn't turn into why the Chiefs lost and, you know, not why the Jaguars beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, man, we'll see if they can get, you know, Foles can, you know, not play turnover ball, what we're used to, but actually play his style of ball and we can get the running game going. There's a lot of possibilities, man, that really opens things up for us. And, hey, it'll hopefully be a a W for us on Sunday. Uh, Any last-minute thoughts, anything you can think of? Where would you say you buy track Uh, cars at? (laughs) They got to run the ball. They got to run the ball to, to to get that out, you know, before we even get off the air. Yo, they they have got to set the run. Leonard Fournette, you know, this is the season. This is where we have to actually get him running and pounding the football because that's going to open up that RPO and the stuff that Flip wants to do. But I don't really want to talk too much about the offense just because I don't know what they're going to do. You know, we haven't seen too much of them. You know, it, it, they, they've kind of kept it under wraps. So hopefully, you know, the next time we get back on, we're just talking about how great – and how wonderful Chris Conley is, uh, and you know, hopefully they don't have DJ Chark back there still receiving punts, getting concussions as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's good. All right, guys, thank you for uh, listening to another edition of Down by the Bank. We will definitely be back uh, next week, regular scheduled, regular hey. time. Hey, hey, uh, Derek, can you give them the address for our sponsor so they make sure they know where to go? The, Everyone the knows where it is. The address is going to be at Corey's house, uh, somewhere out at the beach. So that's where that's where you could find great pizza at. Now, um, 14B Blanding Boulevard. That's where it's at. Yes. There you go. All right, guys. You guys take care, and everyone have a good night, and go Jags. Go Jags. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.